What's up, Bestie? What's up? I'm Jenna. And I'm Marissa. And welcome back to Crazy as a Mother Pod, where life happens. Best friends help. And a coffee doesn't hurt. What's How are you going? doing? I'm oh, good. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Who's asking what? Listen, I'm so tired. I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes. my son woke up, had to, had to get take care of some business, and then he didn't want to go back to sleep and continued to wake the whole house up at 5, five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, Travis so. got up before. And then the other ones were up by 5, 5.15. I don't know what, what's in the water with these with these kids. No, and the crazy thing about Michael is during the week, he's, like, the last one normally to get up for school. But then right. today, he was, like, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. And then Bryn scared the shit out of me. I'm in the family room. Everything's dark. We had just put on uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. I called him the wrong name. I was trying to tell Jeff Mike Dunham? this. Yeah, I was trying to tell Mike the story, and I kept saying it wrong, too. Um, so she has this blanket wrapped around her like this. And all I see is this dark shadow staring at me. I was like, what the fuck is that? And she goes, it's me, mommy. I was like, Brian, he's getting shit out of me. And it doesn't help that it's spooky season. And like, uh, I've been binging all my horror stuff. So like, if I saw my cat, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was so dark, but like, oh, dude, she's like standing. I'm like, what are you like in the shining? Like. Oh, uh, with the red like, rum. Red is it the, is that the one with the two girls? The two girls holding hands. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, kids are creepy. Kids and nuns. I don't know the, the two. Well, I'll say this for a Halloween episode to get more details. But those two things always are just like the fucking scariest. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So especially if it's a spooky nun. Yeah, like the movie The Nun. I've never seen it. Yeah. No. Me and like yeah, I meant like yeah, you've never seen it. Like confirming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just said no. I've never yeah, seen it. No. Yeah. yeah. You didn't even say yeah. You're like, I maybe. I will, we'll, we'll know when we post <laughs> we it. But I thought you're like, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you see that? No, yeah. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Um, <laughs> me oh and Justin gosh. have been going through the Conjuring movies. So oh, hell no. Well, that's one of them. The Nun is part of it. So it's like oh Conjuring God. 1, 2, 3, but they're all linked like with the same demon with Ed and Lorraine Warren so like they have like um they someone put them in order of how you should watch them in the order of like events that take place not like in order of their their release like in order of events so we've been doing that we go to the movies I want to comment so much on that but we are definitely having yeah like we're doing yeah so I gotta be but the point I was just getting to is we watched The Nun and for so it just made me so uncomfortable. It wasn't like like freaky scary, but it like takes place in an, like an abandoned monastery. <laughs> I'm getting like the chills. Yeah, I can't do like I can watch horror, like Freddy versus Jason, like, like all that, Cougars, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that stuff doesn't yeah. freak me out. But as soon as it becomes like spiritual and like demonic, especially like Satan's work, like yeah. that shit freaks me out i think that's why i like watching it because it does in fact scare the crap out of me yeah i don't like it though because then i can't sleep yeah like when the lights are dark or like if my kid wakes up in the middle of the night just like wakes up i'll be like what's going on like and i just like will take my phone and flash and be like why are you looking at like looking at me like that and they're just like mommy please what 
announce your presence. <laughs> Kids are the creepiest. Oh, God. Um, But, yeah, so I'm, this coffee tastes great. It's the first time I'm having it today. And it's it's a dreary day. It's a dreary it day. Is. Which I don't think helps anything. Like, I feel like it's taking a lot, exerting a lot of energy just to sit and record. Because I just want to be covered up in a blanket. Oh, my God, I know. I'm not going to lie. I felt that. I'm like... I don't know if I want to do this today, but I know, like, once we get going, oh yeah, I love it's, it, but just, like, getting here. But really, it's, it's not that bad. I thought it was going to be way worse today. No, it's not bad. Hmm. But speaking of creepy, creepy kids. Oh, yeah. Are you, who's ready for the ho-ho-ho-damn moment? Let's we, get it. Can we make that Let's a song? Like, ho-ho-ho-damn. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I'm sure Justin can do it. Our IT guy yeah. could probably do it. I love how we just talk about demons too, and it's like running on coffee and Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why you need Jesus because you're Jesus. watching so many demons. Get away from me, demon child. I like to be prepared. I want to know what the worst is out there. So now I, now I know. I've been taught a lot of things how to defend myself. I mean, that's right. Are we doing who wants to go first? You go first. Okay, so. I don't know why I always had to say, like, oh, I would need a title. Okay, I have a title. It is To the Window, To the Wow. So today, so I actually happened this morning with being up way early. Um, I decided to make a big breakfast. We haven't, we've been so busy that I haven't really done, like, a good, good breakfast. So we all have our breakfast, um, cleaning it up, and then... I decide to look in the, like, because I have my kitchen and my dining room's there. I decide to, like, just peek into the dining room. And here's Michael, literally with the window open and down and halfway out. And I was like, oh, my God. Get back here. So I think he was, like, outside running around. And we didn't know. And, or it was right before he was about to do it. And then he got so mad because we just locked the windows, like, completely. So note yourself, keep your friggin' windows locked because sooner or later your <laughs> child will figure out that. I didn't even know it could do that. He, like, I guess you, like, yeah. lifted up and, like. We learn something new every day. Oh, my God. Um, I was I like, oh, we, damn. I think we should have called it, like, escape artists. Uh, yeah. So mine's not, um, well, it's not recently because I don't want to say my kids have behaved normal. They're never normal, but nothing has stood out this past week. But um, this happened a little bit ago, uh, right about when, uh, like, summer was kind of winding down. But uh, I put the kids up for a nap, and I had left. I actually think I left to go meet you to get our nails done. Now that oh, I, think I about miss it. our nail days. So, um, so when I got home, Justin actually told me this. He's like, you're never going to believe this. So I put the kids up for a nap, and Justin and his dad were outside in the backyard. And um, he said... You know, they're there and they hear like muffled sounds and like, what is that? And Travis and Wyatt are coming around my house, down around the side of the house to the backyard. So Justin thought I was home. So he came and checked for me and I'm not home. So here they got out of their room, got out of the front door. The two of them, two little short shits, came <laughs> around the front. Thank God came to the back. I'm like, oh, my God. And then that reminded me, because when I was young, like, around their age, I ran away. 
So. Oh, my God. Yeah. My mom said I got out when I was younger than that. I was like two. I think she said I just turned two. Where'd you go? Did you go anywhere good? I went to my grandma's house. Yeah, I went to the playground. Yeah. See? I was 18 months. I think I was between 18 months and two years old. My mom was, um, so we lived down in Frankfurt. Yeah. And she was in the basement doing laundry. And she said all of a sudden she saw my little feet run. And my grandma lived like three, three, two, two to four houses down. So she lived on the same block. Yeah, yeah. So I just went to, I was like, abuelita. <laughs> just coming down. Yeah. I'm like knocking on the door. Like, I want to play. My mom said that we were having a birthday party, I think, for my grandma. And this is when we lived in Oxford Circle. And every night my parents took me to the playground, which was, it was down. You had to cross over Arrett. Like, you had to cross Arrett, then Large, and it was, like, down there. So, she said that, and, like, it was one of those things where everyone was like, oh, who has the baby? And my dad's like, oh, I think Scooter has her. And she was like, oh, no, I think she's downstairs with the cousins. And after about an hour or so, they realized that I wasn't there. Oh, my God. So, like, my parents went next door because I we had um, neighbors. I called them Grandma Jen and Grandpa Bell, just the uh, elderly neighbors that neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> neighbors um that were like grandparents so there's like check there because i go there i used to go there after um, my mom got home from work and i wasn't there so she's my mom was like if you know my mom I, and any mom she's like i was just picturing your face on a milk carton like i was so scared and then they found me they my uncle went to the playground and i was trying to push a kid off a swing so i get <laughs> on the swing i'm a creature of habit things haven't changed in 31 years i like to keep routine that's my swing Get off my swing. Oh, my God. Mm. Sorry. But, well, speaking of Michael, jumping into the topic of the day. Yeah, our topic of the day is autism and... Autism awareness. Yeah, autism awareness, autism acceptance, everything autism. So. You want to start with Michael? Yeah, I'll start with Michael. I got some notes because I don't want to get off track sorry i know maybe i shouldn't even say that but like sometimes i just feel like when i'm on the spot i can't i go like i just feel like it's like nervous blubber i feel like um actually i think i'll be fine because i really like what i wrote um so i started noticing michael was delayed around like 18 months old he wasn't really like talking or anything um but when Avlyn was that age, she wasn't really saying much. She didn't have much of a vocabulary. And Michael's a twin. So I didn't. And Bryn wasn't speaking either. So I'm like, eh, I wasn't crazy worried about it. Um, and then it was when he turned two that I noticed the regressions of him, like, not making eye contact, not um, really responding to his name. Then he would really go off and, like, play by himself a lot. And we would just say, like, oh, Michael's in his own little worlds. And that was July of 2018. Um, and it was just scary as a mother. Like, I'm like, what's going on? Is everything okay? He was evaluated by early childhood intervention. Um, like, I think it was, like, September, like, the fall of 2018, and that's basically when we were like, oh, my goodness, because he was um, developmentally delayed, speech delayed, which Bryn is as well, and then cognitively delayed as well. He had basically all the checkpoints for having autism, um, but they can't diagnose that young. They recommend to not do it that young, but also 
they're just not able to make the diagnosis. Um, everything but his fine motor skills. We're well, not fine motor skills. His uh, motor skills in general, mm-hmm. because if you know Michael Mann, he's like Spider Man. That kid's <laughs> literally like climbing everywhere, and he is. What is the word? Is it agile? Is that the word? Like mm-hmm. when you're like, he's like so like a fox. Like can walk any little beam with such amazing balance. It's incredible to watch. That's awesome. um, not if you're his grandmother. Sorry, my mom. She's like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. The- <gasps> yeah, she yeah. gets so scared. Um, so at that point, that's when, like, it was just hard. Like, he started having night terrors, which I thought they were night terrors, but really they're not. They're just... I think it's just, like, sensory overload and, like, sensory processing disorder um, and not being able to communicate his wants or needs. So it's just, like, overstimulation, and a lot of times it would happen at night. So he would be tired, he wants to go to sleep, but his body and his brain wouldn't let him. Um, but, so then... Oh, see, I see. I still feel like I'm all over the place. And then no, we to, we got good. our final diagnosis diagnosis <laughs> diagnosis in June of 2018. And even though like like I knew I knew he had autism, um, just hearing it and being consumed by the fears of will my child ever speak? Um, will he be accepted by family members? Will he be accept, like accept, accepted by society? What will his peers think? What will his siblings think? How's everyone going to react? One of my biggest fears is what happens when I die. Like, what if I get into a freak accident? I'm not here. Like, who's going to take care of him? Who's going to love him? Um, And really just stepping into this world of the unknown that we never expected to be on. And also grieving the life that we thought we were going to have with him um but how about you do you want to yeah so and then we can dive in more yeah so travis um was 18 about 18 age by 18 months old when we noticed the actually the thing that my, my mom called it because i'm actually i'm pretty like maybe i've gotten better but i'm like so laid back i'm like yeah, it's fine it's fine like don't worry about it um with certain things and um, Travis has always been slightly Travis who is also a twin um, has always been a little slightly behind Wyatt um, mm-hmm. like sitting, crawling walking um, so he's always been a little back behind him and uh, he didn't baby babble much some things but like he didn't really he cooed when you know like they're like like infants like six, mm-hmm. seven like even when they're little like you know like when you put them on their lap and they go oh like, yeah. he just make funny noises. Um, he did that when he was an infant, but um, he didn't baby babble much at all. Um, and Wyatt was baby babbling a lot, like, at the, at the excuse me, at the appropriate age. So I was like, oh, you know, he's probably just, he's got two brothers, and, like, they probably just talk enough for him. Like, he doesn't feel the need to talk. Because I heard that that could be something. Like, my brother, my younger brother, didn't speak at all, and then when he spoke, he was in sentences, just because he didn't feel the need to speak. I was a big talker, so I probably, (laughs) I just spoke for the both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, my mom, actually, now my mom is opposite of me, and she's a worrywart. 
so and we clash sometimes and she'd be like Jen like I think there's something wrong like you probably should get his hearing checked and um she's like you know I just like he seems like he zones out like I try to call him and he doesn't answer me anymore and he did he used yeah. to yeah mm-hmm. so um I was like no nah, mommy's like fine like he probably just doesn't want to whatever honestly probably just because we just clashed so like if my mom tells me something sometimes I'm like yeah okay yeah. Um, we have like we just used to have that those conflicting personalities. But then my dad, when I was over the one time, uh, I think they were babysitting for us. And my dad's like, Jen, like I'm kind of worried about him. Like, and he did it. We were standing there. He's like, Travis, Travis, Trav, and like calling him. And he's like, he's looking our direction. And he at one point he walked over because he wanted to do something. But it just like it was like we didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't hear us. So I was like, okay. So. Um, we went for his 18-month checkup, and um, which was, I think it was in March March or April. I think it was the beginning of March. And uh, March of, what would that be, 2021? We're in 2022 now? Yeah, 2021. Um, they were born in 2019. 2020 yeah. would be a year. 2021, yeah. Yeah. March 2021. And um, I God, took... crazy. They're three already. I know. Um... And then when I, well, I took him to his appointment and we were like, they do the, like the checkbox thing, the mm-hmm. milestones. And so I already told the, uh, the nurse, I was like, hey, I just want to talk to the doctor about getting baby's hearing checked because he doesn't seem to be like hearing things like he used to. And then when we did the checklist, the doctor looked at it, looked at it um, and he's quite a decent amount of delay. She's like, you know, I think we might be dealing with something more than hearing loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, I think we really should check the hearing first and then um consider getting him evaluated for for autism and more so at that point for him was a lot of emotional things that he does like he um well let me i'm sorry so march 26 of 2021 i took him to get his hearing test his hearing was fine and then by july he was officially diagnosed he was diagnosed young so i think because we were in different counties the youngest that they diagnosed in Philadelphia is 18 months. Yeah, I think they can at when they talk to me at 18 months because the doctor actually said something like maybe we should get their hearing tracked or this or that yeah. for both of them. And I wasn't really that worried about it. Like it was in the back of my mind. And then I start like because at that point he was still looking like we have pictures when we went down the shore like that May, no, that June before mm-hmm. he turned two. And I would say, like, Michael, cheese, and he's looking right at the camera. Yeah. And, like, fine. And then that's when, like, when he, when, after we moved, and, um, because we were still in Philly then, so after we moved, that's when it just really, like, overnight, it was just, like. Yeah. Like, the regressions were just rapidly coming at us, and we're like, what's going on? Gotcha. Yeah, so he was diagnosed uh, with global developmental delay and um, autism. So global developmental delay qualified him to get early intervention services, mm-hmm. um, to get evaluated for early intervention services, I should say. His autism diagnosis guaranteed him services. So, um, but yeah, the big thing was uh, his he stopped answering his name. He didn't make eye contact. Um, you know, you couldn't, like, I, I remember, like, some things I had to hold his cheeks and make him look at me. Yep. Um, and a lot of his, what got him diagnosed that early was a lot of his emotional things. So, um, like, for example, we took him to the car and we took all my kids to the carnival. And he, Justin had to hold him 
sque- like squeeze him tight and hold him the whole time because he was like he was rocking back and forth. He was overstimulated. He was mm-hmm. overstimulated by the. I think the combination of the lights and the sound together. Yeah. It was too much for him. Um, so that was an example that had already happened. Um, he was doing this the spinning. Uh, this like the stimming. Well, or, spinning as one of his stims. Yeah. yeah. He would spin like he was doing that kind of stuff. But Does he hand flap? He never hand flapped. Oh my god, Michael hand flaps all the time. No, there, he's uh, there's this flapper. one autism mom I follow, and she makes she has a shirt that says "Everybody flap your hands." That's awesome. And I'm like, I need to buy that. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so like stuff like that. Pretty much his like uh, he he kept to himself. He played by himself. Didn't interact with other kids. Didn't interact with his brothers. Um, as far as like the the school aspect, but he was very. We didn't hit the emotional. Um. Uh, like behavioral until he got older so as far as like he was always he's always just been so happy mm-hmm. and like you tickle him and he like he's got the best life in the world and that was never like a red flag so honestly i went through a point um and then i'll take a break and switch it back but i went through a point like when because he got diagnosed so early i almost went through a point of like feeling guilty because i felt like we were taking another kid's space like it was weird because I'm like, well, what if I did this too early? Like, what if I and like ignorant of me? I'm like, what if I just mislabeled my son, mm-hmm. and like he didn't need this label? Like, and I'm making his life harder. I'm gonna set him up for not a good chance. Like, all this kind of stuff. And then as he got older, um, it was very clear that it just because he got diagnosed so young, there were some things that needed time to come out. Yeah. Um. And well, even for us, like I feel like. I feel like this conversation is going to be just a pure example of the autism spectrum mm-hmm. because Travis and Michael are so different yet so yes. similar, yes. if that makes sense. Like you're saying when he was like 18 months, he started with the emotional behaviors and Michael didn't start that until he turned two in July and it wasn't until that fall we started seeing it but by that christmas so he yeah. was like two and a half so by two and a half that's when like he's not sleeping at mm-hmm. all um and then he started like biting mm-hmm. um and then the head banging and then like the rocking back yes. and forth so all of that started for him younger um, he was also baby babbling, so that's why I had no fear that he was going to be nonverbal. Right. Because I'm like, or even that he was, like, delayed at, like, at 18 months. I'm like, dude, this kid is walking around babbling all the time. Right. He also walked and everything before Bryn. Yes. So he did every single thing before Bryn, and I had, like, there was, like, no Bryn is Michael's fear in my mind. Like, I... I just didn't. I was like, you know, yeah. like the doctor's like overanalyzing him right now, or like, like the whole label thing. Like, you just want to label my child, and I'm like, just like kids be kids, let them grow up at their own pace. And then I'm telling you, it was literally like night and day. And then that's when what what we noticed first was him being like in his own little world. That was like yeah. the most like what's going on because he used to be very active with his siblings too. And, like, wanting to play with them. Okay. And, um, yeah, he just stopped. Like, he just okay didn't want to. And, yeah, it was just, like, I don't know. I feel like it's still, it's a lot. Like, because Michael's six now. He's still nonverbal. Um, 
he had he has said words very inconsistently um like i think in his six years he said mom probably less than 10 times um so those times that he has said mom it's like oh my goodness but we went from like two years ago oh my god it is like he said mom a few weeks ago and i cried Mm -hmm. oh my god i was like sobbing i think it was july or august sorry i was trying mom. to remember my mom was calling me and i just did let her know we were recording i know That's and then just my phone went off too I'm like, like i'm just wait. like not listening to this so um, moms worry yes they do um now my brain's like huh i don't remember what i was saying <laughs> i don't know um i wanted to before i thought i wanted to jump back to you because another thing with travis was I called them night terrors too. Mm-hmm. I and then I just started calling them like night episodes because yep. it's the same. So thing. Literally the same yeah. thing I did. So it's not like he would wake up blood curdling, screaming, mm-hmm. and unconsolable. Like and it's like they weren't even there either. Like, well, yeah. was Travis like that? Because Michael, yeah, it would, you it, you would look at it in his eyes and it would look like he's not even there. Like he was still, like. His brain was still sleeping or whatever, like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, he was so, like, just not present. Yeah. He, but at least for Travis, he was physically upset. And then it, after, like, it would take him sometimes quick, like, maybe, like, 30 seconds to a minute, sometimes five to ten minutes. Like, he, and Travis, one of his things is squeezing. Yeah. He loves to be squeezed. Um, It's, like, the number one thing that they can do at school. Like, it's still his favorite. Um. Like, I would squeeze them and hold them and rock them. And then, you you know, you can feel their body, like, not be tense. Yeah. So, it depends. Like, sometimes he would he would still be crying, but he would de- at least, like, I'm tense. Sometimes soon, sometimes later. But he was always, like, just screaming, crying, and, like, the... <laughs> that kind yeah. of... I hate that. It breaks my heart. Um, but Travis is... So, Travis, like Marissa said, Travis and Michael are very similar, very different. Travis is verbal. Mm-hmm. Um... He can talk about just things that he wants. Um, I mean, you can't, like, go have a conversation and ask him how school was. But, like, he'll tell you, I want banana, I want strawberry, I want whatever. Um, And he, like, I call him Rain Man because he knows, you know, we're very, very, very fortunate um, that he can do the things that he does. Like, he knows all of his colors. He knows all of his letters, uppercase and lowercase. He knows all of his numbers. Um, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's extremely intelligent. Grope, but as he gets older, though, the, the I think the thing, and we're I don't want to sound unfortunate because we're very fortunate. Um, I think as a mom, though, the his you, he struggles so bad in the emotional part. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when the when he can't communicate emotion. That's when behavioral, the behavior comes out, like the the head slamming. That's his new thing. He like he slams his head back on the mm-hmm. on the wall, or he'll slam his head forward. Oh my god! Um, and the, I remember we went to um, to breakfast, and she doesn't do well with little change, Travis. Let alone big change. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. So like big for, change for Michael is a, like no. Yeah. So, um, like I know for Travis, like. The one thing his therapist has told us is to prompt him for any change. Yeah. Like, to, like, okay, 
now we're going to take our shoes off because we just came home from school Mm -hmm. and we walked outside. So, like, now we're going to take them off because they're dirty, like, stuff like that. So when we took them out, me, Justin, his mom, and we took the kids out to breakfast. And for some reason, the adult food came out before the kid food. And um, Justin's mom was sharing some eggs with Travis off her plate. And Travis's and the kids' food came, and Travis also had eggs. He had the same exact thing. But she took, slid her plate. Maybe there was a 10-second delay until his came, and he lost it. I guess he just wasn't understanding. Because mm-hmm. I thought, at first I thought, like, you get to, I don't know for you, like, I know what, it's because he's still three, so he has a temper, like, as any yeah. three-year-old. Yeah. But I, like... I know I'm sure you can too differentiate between that and like the the behavior that comes with an overstimulation or like yes. a, or yeah. um, or a lack of ability to tell you how they feel. Yep. So that's why how we were sitting there and he like his face turned bright red. He screamed, dude. He scratched from his hairline down like, to his chin. Oh I God. yeah. He was like clawing at his eyes. I was like, oh my God. I took him outside and squeezed him. It probably took a five maybe ten minutes for him to calm down. And then once we went back in, he was like, he now baby babbles a lot. So he was just walking in, chipper baby babbling. Like it came and it went and then he ate his eggs. Then he was fine. Then it was fine. But it was like just that little thing. He's like, hold on. I like, what's going on? Why are you doing this? Like what's happening here? Um, And he's a chunky monkey. My baby likes his food. So like you just got to, you got to give him a warning. (laughs) Which is like another difference between them because Travis is like so chunky. And then like Michael's literally just this like long lean yeah, he's so <laughs> tiny. Like my soon-to-be three-year-old, he'll be three on Monday, is bigger than Michael. Yeah, like they wear the same size clothes. Michael's just taller than him. Yeah, but what like, is in like five T? Five, five and six. Yeah, yeah. Travis is in five T. But yeah. yeah, Finn wear. Well, he can actually. Michael can still fit in three T. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I get him. I have to get him like five. I guess more so five T for length. Yeah. Yeah. But I have put him in some six stuff. Like like some of the that girls is crazy. like neutral like t-shirts he's worn they're big on them though yeah travis has um another one of his is oral sensory oh my god so he everything goes in his mouth and when he he'll eat and so fast like until he vomits michael went through like a point where he would like literally have to put everything in his mouth even a toy yes like just to see what it would feel like and then he would start playing with it i'm like but um with transitioning like his last year you remember this him transitioning from preschool to full day kindergarten, that's when we took the biggest toll for behavior. Like, cause he did have behavior issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never anything that wasn't con- consolable. Consolable. That so- was inconsolable. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything that was inconsolable. Um, I mean, did we have our days where things were? Yes, cause mm-hmm. that's how like kids can be. And at this point, so he just turned six. So that's like the anywhere between two and four, like those like tantrums slash like overstimulations. Um, but then going into kindergarten, we whole new issue of like self harming to where he would bite himself. He was biting me at one point. I remember I literally had bruises like all down my arms. You remember that? Like yes. literally bruises and cuts because. He would hurt himself and he would hurt me. I was yes. the only other person. Thank God that he didn't hurt like anyone in school or his siblings. Um, and it was so hard. 
to like force him to go on that bus and force him to go to school and it was just such a big difference like just a huge transition transition for him uh it was almost unbearable but we made it through so i'm like thank god but i feel like it it has also helped him um transition better yeah like going through that rough patch and just knowing that like mommy's here you're gonna be okay um and all the verbal prompting oh my goodness but now it's i can start to tell like more like i feel like i'm more confident like yeah he's just mad that he's not getting his way now where more so like okay What's overstimulating? And I feel like he doesn't have a lot of overstimulating meltdowns, like, within the past, I would say, like, eight months. Like, he still has days. I know these hotels like, being tired plays a huge part. Tired yeah. and hungry. Yes. I notice Michael, yep. and I get it, because I, I get hangry, like, yeah. as soon as, I mean. 100%. Shit. <laughs> Mama, don't miss a meal, okay? Yeah. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> um... But, yeah, I feel like, like, it's just you get to know your child. You get to know his moods. And one of the greatest things I'm grateful for is he is still nonverbal, but we finally established a way to communicate with him through his body language. And he'll take us. And he un- we know he understands us. Maybe not in a neurotypical way, but he understands yeah. us to the best way that he can. Sure. As in, like, like, okay, buddy, do you need juice? And he'll just look at you. And he'll, like, look in eye contact. And when he makes eye contact with me, I'm like, okay, that's yes. Like, I know that's a yes. Yes. Um, Or he'll, I'll say, show me, bud. And that's how we started our communication. Um, And I really just want to stress if anyone listening is going through anything similar or you just received your child's diagnosis, like, please reach out. You're not alone because that was one of the biggest things. I felt so alone in this. Um, I thankfully had a girl I went to high school with, um, that reached out to me because her son is also on the spectrum. So I would ask her 10,000 questions. And if you're listening, I am truly grateful for you. Um, but don't ever think you're alone. Please reach out. Cause it is. It's scary. It's scary. It's, you know, it's, and I, and I think that, like, I remember going through the mom guilt of feeling terrible for, for feeling scared. But it's scary. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's, like, shout out. I had a coworker who um, he speaks openly about his son having autism. Mm-hmm. And I called him when I, uh, after I talked to you, obviously. I'm, I'm fortunate that you went through it first because I had you. Um, and I spoke to him because his son was also very young, about Travis's age. And it's just... Those people, you and other people that go before you that experience it are like truly lifesavers. And I think it's super important to note, like at least to be transparent, I get fucking frustrated. I understand that it's his diagnosis, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is it can be frustrating. Like, yeah. And I have feel like it's that's okay. Like I'm not it's not like an abusive thing or it's not like whatever, but it's okay to say, Hey, I understand it's neither of ours fault, but I'm frustrated. Yeah. Like and I there's feel no like harm I get, in that. when I get frustrated and I hope no holy rollers get mad at me. I feel like I'll get more frustrated with God. Yeah. And just of be course. like, why? And why is this happening? Yeah. Um, and what leads to my frustration is 
feeling defeated as a mom, just not knowing what to do. Yeah. I'm fortunate to where we don't really have many of those moments anymore. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm all over the place right now because I think an, another thing just to help accept um, the diagnosis and not to say, and like, I don't know, did that sound rude? No, no, it's um i think there's a period of and i think there's a period of mourning i was gonna say you have to accept that you're gonna it's okay to accept that you're grieving like i thought we were gonna have this life with michael and yes in reality do could michael start speaking and doing all these things neurotypically possibly i mean anything is possible but if he is how he is now there's a good chance that he will need care forever so that is what I'm mourning, mourning who I thought that my son was going to be yeah. and mourning his safety and his well-being. And shout out to his sisters. And I know Finn's going to protect him because, like, Finn can even – Finn can already tell. Yeah. Like, he knows, like, when Michael's freaking out, like, and he'll go over and, like, rub his back. And I think it's very important to be open if you have other children, because I just openly, like, the girl, like, Avon's older, so she would say, well, why why does Michael get to do this, but we're not allowed? And I just tell her the truth. I'm like, Michael does not necessarily think the way that you think. Is that how we would explain autism, or? Yeah, yeah, I explained that to Dalton that, um, and also shout out to Dalton, too, because they're finally, I think that they're finally understanding each other like again like travis will commute i i want cup i i want i want i want i want Mm -hmm. but not i want to play with you or can i have a turn or anything like that we're like why why those other kind of stuff michael's way of like being he wants to play you either like come up to you like thank you like with a toy or now he starts to like pull hair does he? Yeah, and he'll be like, like, right, like yank your ass. Like, Travis will go you and just, <laughs> Travis goes two hands and takes Dalton and throws him. Yeah, like, I he want to play. Yeah, he wants to play. <laughs> yes. And he laughs. Like, because that's how you know, like, he's not, he's not yes. talking And that's what uh, Michael's yeah. doing. He's like cracking up. I'm like, dude, well, you know, it happened. Didn't he, like, pull the twins there? I think when I was oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, he just wants to play with them. Yeah. No, that's, it's how they figure, they, I just, I don't know. It's really cool. And definitely shout out to the older siblings. Because now. Oh, God. You feel, are you okay? Did you, we should have the fix. Can I take this real quick? Is that okay? Yeah. Or did it, oh, yeah, I hung up. Never. That just uh, scared the shit yeah, out of me. Oh, my God, your face looks great. Um. And I, th- I think, because there was, uh, getting to the point of older siblings, it was definitely weird for Dalton because he was like, well, he definitely bonded closer to Wyatt quicker. Because Wyatt hit milestones faster and communicates, like, um, more, like, I don't want to say normally, but he communicates in the way that Dalton communicates. So, you know, they whatever but now Dalton like I would just explain it Travis just thinks different and he plays different and um you know sometimes he's like why well, I want to play with Travis but I don't think Travis wants to play with me I said well honey I'm sure he does want to play with you but he can't that's one thing too that I noticed that um by the book the reason why I jump yes by the way because that's yeah. what's going to make me think that 
in that book, he states that he does want to play, but he can't because the the person who wrote he's an adult now, but he's nonverbal too, mm-hmm. and that broke my heart. Thinking like all these things that I thought maybe Michael like Michael wanted to play, and I just didn't know that because he wasn't yeah. able to tell me that. That is a really really good book, really really good. I highly recommend that book. Uh, Mercer recommends me, and I read it. But um, yeah, and I think it's cool. Anyway, you were saying Bryn. So Bryn and Ava are protective of Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I hope Dalton is too. I talk, I call my kids a triple A. Dalton is ADHD. Why has an attitude? <laughs> Travis is autism. Yeah. Um, but I think honestly, I think Wyatt is the protector of the two of them. Um, Wyatt and Travis are the twins. They Wyatt knows, and he. It's kind of cool because Travis doesn't ever have to really say much mm-hmm. or cry much. But if um, before Travis, he says Binky now, but before he could say Binky, he would scream and he would like cry and like be flustered. And Wyatt audibly would just like Travis do. He goes, I got it, bud. And he and he'll hand him his Binky. Like it's so cool. Like Wyatt, no, he takes care of him. There was an instance. Oh of, my God. There's an instance. I know. There was an instance of daycare where I think Travis technically was in the wrong. But um, Travis just went up. This kid was playing with something. I guess Travis, you know, whatever. He just goes and he takes it because he wants to play with it. And the kid pushed him, Travis. So the teacher said why it was across the room. And he just literally must have called it out as peripheral. So he went over, shoved the kid to the ground, and just <laughs> yes, and walked right back. Like, and just would continue what he was doing. The teacher was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, he just like, like don't mess with his brother. No, don't. Um... But how do you how do you take care of you like as a mom like are you good at giving yourself grace are you good at just deep breathing it and just saying it's gonna be okay like because it's not easy it's and I know that while both of our kids have it I'm very fortunate where Travis has more words in his word bank so like I think for me yeah honestly I rarely get frustrated to be completely honest and. I think um, in the beginning I did. I mean, in the beginning when I didn't understand it, I was also pregnant with Finn. So I was crazy hormonal. Like it was a lot of fucking emotions on my end as well. Um, And like I said, I was so frustrated in the beginning because ultimately I felt like a failure. And I feel like as a mom, that's like one of the worst feelings. Like I would sob. I remember feeling like it was my fault. Like what if I, what if I had read to him more? Yeah, like that's what I thought yeah. too, because I already had an older one and they were twins. I'm like, I didn't do this enough. I didn't do that enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I I should have been more attentive to him. I should have listened to the doctors at 18 months and got him evaluated. Like all these things that I blamed myself for. Um, but now, no, I don't like he breaks shit. Like things will happen. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's sensory overload. Like people might think this is TMI, but he'll like smear his poop and. I don't, it doesn't phase me. It really doesn't phase me. Like, I will have moments where I'll be like, you know, this isn't great. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is no This fun. is hard. But i rather be upset and say this is hard than get frustrated sure. for me because it's not going to change it. So why am I going to, like, wallow in anger? Yeah. And um, another thing I do, too, is I really try to talk to Michael through it because before, like, if I got angry... And if I, if he, I don't want him to see me angry mm-hmm. because then he, like, 
that's when I would notice that would set him off. Right, right. And then he would start headbanging or something because he knew, like, oh, I did I did something wrong. Like, mom doesn't like this. Um, and I also read that in The Reason Why I Jump. There's, like, a, there's a chapter, a few chapters on that, like, just watch, like, your tone, how you talk, and yada, yada. Um, but really, just support. Yeah. Like, talking to you about it, my mom, Mike, um, and really just giving it to God. I think yeah, really just letting go of the control because I can't control it. All I can do is go into Michael's world because yeah. it's difficult for him to come into my neurotypical world. I think that's where the frustration for me can play is when I expect him to, to be operating in my world where it's like, yep. no, no, no. You have to, like, be mindful, yes. like, I have to go in his world. Which, by the way, he has opened my heart and taught me to appreciate the little things in life so much more than I can fathom still to this day. Like, he will literally pick up a leaf and just watch it. And, like, he'll literally go like this with it and just watch it. And then he'll, like, turn and he'll, like, lift it up to the sun. And like, the way he moves so softly with it and really just super over analyzes this leaf mm-hmm. and appreciates everything about that leaf. Yeah. And it's made me like I don't know. It just I feel like it's opened my heart more to oh, just 100%. really like look all around you. Look look how beautiful life is around you. And that's what he notices. And here we are like, oh I want the latest cell phone or the kids want the latest toys yeah. and here you can give him a fucking pine cone yeah. and he is the happiest kid in the world. Travis um smiles and he as if he's talking to it and like he the one thing he loves travis loves is the wind yes and is like he likes to he'll go or even what and water doesn't doesn't he like water too obsessed with like all the earth elements like i feel like water fire he like my god fire too and like i mean really get away from it the smoke the way he like turn his head watch the smoke and i'm like travis loves if we have a fire outside he'll just he'll sit and he just has his binky and he just like appreciates all of it it's so true. I think, and I think the, I guess to kind of wrap it up a little, I think what I can say to take away that helped me in the beginning, because now that we're like a, a little bit into it, now I see where kind of Travis has progressed. But I think in the, when you start this process, everyone is in the same boat. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. No. So I think the most important thing for me and that someone and that my coworker had told me too, that I already said is go through the grieving process because it yes. is a grieving process. Yeah, that's what I was trying okay. to say earlier, and I was like fumbling over my words. No, it's a, and I think it's so necessary because I, for for us, we've been blessed. We have kids before our boys with autism, so I think it's human nature to expect the next the next pregnancies and the next child growth to go just like the one before. And do not compare. Do yeah. not compare, like. Because every this spectrum is so massive. Yes. Every every like what's that one quote? If you met one person with autism, you only met one, one person, person with, with autism. Yeah. It's uh. We oh got body chills with that. So just I that's my recommendation. Make sure you let yourself feel the feels in the beginning, because once I let myself, at least speaking for myself, once I let myself do that and go through it and just say. Oh, yes. Am I frustrated? Yes. Am I sad? Of course. And went through all of it. Once that passed, I felt like I could show up for Travis. 
Because yeah. now, like, I've accepted that whatever reality I thought we were going to have is not going to be that. Mm-hmm. And now we need to step into this new one together. Um, and I'm very fortunate that Justin educated himself. My mom educated herself. Um, and honestly, I don't know if I feel like Travis is like a family favorite. Like, everyone just kind of loves a little extra on Travis. Um, so we're very lucky. We have a very understanding family. Um, you know, for the most part, um, some people, some, I think the diagnosis, the name freaks some family members out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's hard, just like a select few. And it's not ignorance. It's just the unknown. Ra- wrapping your head around the fact like, okay, like, like one uh, family member was like, I call his name like six times and they're like, why isn't he answering me? I'm like, he has autism. And they tell me to stop saying that. And I think it's, it's hard. It's an older family member. So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's hard, but it's not, especially because it's, but it's not rejection. I was going to say like, yeah, like you years ago, it wasn't as, uh, what would you say, as common, I guess now yeah. I feel like now it's definitely more, it's more common. More awareness, like, too. Yeah. Like, there wasn't. It was kind of closed off. And, like, yes. people didn't really talk Agreed. much about it. And I feel like now it's more out in the open. That was one thing, too. I know this episode's going to be so long. I'm sorry. No, um, it's fine. It's important, important near and dear to both of us. I didn't want to talk about it either at first. Because not that I was embarrassed of Michael. I was so fearful of how people would take it and what they would say about him and Mama Bear. Yeah. Like, I'm a Mama Bear and Michael gets extra mama bear. Yeah. So. 100%. Like, I'm just. And that. Like, even though, like, your 30th was the first time that I took him out of his zone of what he's used to. Like, because we have, like, a select few, like, family members that that's the only houses we would take Michael to. Um, and we've been invited to, like, friend functions. But we were always so scared to, like, take him. And now we're like, you know what? It is what it is, and hopefully people are understanding so we don't have to throw down. Yeah. <laughs> but at your 30th, I was just like, That was really go. cool. Michael came to my mom's house, and he did great. He did. Your family, oh, my God, your parents, and Jimmy, like, everyone was just so good with them, and he was allowed to go upstairs, and I was yeah, like, quiet time. Space. So I think that, I don't know, to kind of conclude a little bit. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 just... If when you go through it, just you, like I, you see inspirational memes and like, and like awesome quotes, and they're I'm so thankful for them because the community of mothers and fathers and family members with ch- children with autism, the autism itself community is is so beautiful and so strong. But at least for myself, I had to remind myself when I first found out and read some inspirational stuff, I wasn't there yet. No. And uh, the people that are coming out with these inspirational things, they too went through the same process that we did. So just know that it's okay. It's a process like anything else. Like hearing, I don't want to say it's not devastating news, but hearing news that you were not ready for. Yeah. No. Um, But if you let yourself be human, you're going to be able to show up so much better for them. And the best thing that, like Marissa said, and when Marissa started to do with Michael, it really opened my eyes up with Travis, is go into their world. Like the frustration comes with expectation of them coming to ours. Yep. Where it's so, honestly, I think I'm a much better place to be in theirs. Oh, my God, yeah. So laid back. And I, just, I tell that to Michael, too. I'm like, all right, Michael, man, what do you need for mommy? Like, that's yeah. what I do. I'm like, what? I, like, have to, I have to, like, because sometimes I still do get frustrated, you know? Like, yeah, I'm who like, doesn't? 
Yeah. They're kids. Like, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> like, more so when he's trying to tell me something because, like, he'll want a snack or whatever. Yeah. And, like, he can't tell me he wants yeah. a snack. And then I'm like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right, Michael. Mommy's got it. I'm in Michael's world. What do you need? I'm like, come on, bud. Is that what I'm doing? And boom. We just get it done now. God, he's so damn cute. Oh, but man. above all else, make sure you talk to someone and talk freely of how you feel. Yes. So, like there's no right or wrong way how as a mama and papa bears when we find out or the caretakers feel it, embrace it. Don't be scared of how it makes you feel. Nope. Talk to other people. We got you. Yes. Talk to other people and then you're going to be able to show up, man. It's been a it's been a frustrating journey, but it's such a freaking cool journey. Um I literally, Marissa was explaining about how Michael and the leaf, I can see it. And, uh, it, um, I'm trying to talk about your son and the leaf. And you're over here just cracking the hell up. I know. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been a fun journey. Um, if you're going through it, please definitely talk, talk, reach out to us about it. I love hearing people's stories and how they've grown with their children with autism. I think it's great. And I love reading about it. Um, so please let us know. Let us know your experiences and let us know about your Any little tips ones. and tricks. Yeah, tips and tricks, like awesome stories. Like I just love hearing experience, like people that experience things through their children's and the come up stories too. Like where we start because I was thinking about that was because sometimes I can get very uh, upset, like just more so sad that he's not speaking, like verbally communicating. But I'm like, you know what? There's probably some parents that wish they were their child was making sounds. Yeah. Or even how we established like our way of communicating through his body language. And like there's people I, I wanna celebrate every yeah. milestone that he makes. Yes. There we go. But that he makes that any of your chick kids make. So make sure you reach out. Travis and Michael, we love you so damn much. Boys, you guys are the best. Yes. Um this has been a longer episode, so we but we can't cut out that joke. I'm just, I'm sorry. It's just we can't do it. It's sacrilegious, and we have to do it. So <sighs> I have mine. You good to go? All right. If you see a crime at an Apple store, oh shit, are you an eyewitness? Oh <laughs> my god, this. I was thinking something with Mac, and I'm like Mac, Mac. Are you the Mac man? <laughs> I was like, how am I going to do it? The mac and cheese popped in my head. Oh, I can fuck up um, mac and cheese. So, as you, I think as you know, in grade school, I played soccer. Right? Mm-hmm. For realsies. Yeah, wait. Is this a joke? Yeah. Okay. No, I did play soccer, though. That's okay. Um, but if I'm being honest, I didn't really play soccer because I like soccer. I just did it for the kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it for the kicks. <laughs> yo, you fucking threw me off too. You're like, yo, you know I used to play soccer? But for realsies, I'm like, wait, what? I really did play soccer in grade school. That's the truth. Oh, oh my goodness. My thank you guys for listening to yes, our extra long you, episode. Thank you, thank you. But we'll probably have a part two so we can dig in even more. Yeah, that, like, barely touched the surface. Yes. But I just wanted to touch on topics. So if anyone's going through it, like, let us know. Reach out. Tell us your stories. Tell us your experience, how you get through it, your, you know, your emotional your emotional walk with it. 
But we love you guys. Make sure you follow us, oh God, on Instagram and TikTok, Crazy as a Mother Pod. Listen on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube. Crazy as a Mother Podcast. Love Say. you guys. We Until love next you. Time. Like, subscribe, follow, share. Bye. Bye. Bye.